we were driving the car and I'm like, this is not full power. Like something's wrong. Cause if this is it, we've failed miserably. <laughs> yeah. And so, but there we found out that we had, we had something wrong inside of the command inside of the inverters and the, he fixed it or he changed it. And he's like, all right, floor it. And it, took off like a freaking magnetic roller coaster to the point of like it was kind of like my instinct of like a, a internal combustion car that's like too good to be true because it's yeah. lean and yeah. so it's really good till it's not <laughs> i like we launch and i'm like holy and i hit the brakes and i'm like is everything okay and i was like this <laughs> like, we've, to we've just broken it yeah, yeah i'm like there's no way this is oh, this is right and he's like no we're good Need i actually bought things. it from richard rawlings <laughs> I've, I've wanted one. So that's here's, is that a defense? Here's the here's the It's got jump mode, so like if if it feels all the tires, dump. like if they droop, yeah, if it goes full droop, it put, it knows you're gonna land hard, so it stiffens the compression automatically. Uh, that's pretty. cool. I got a button. Like if I'm flying, I see a G out, and I I can't brake for it. I can lock out my compression so that it doesn't. So oh, it doesn't that's like pretty awesome. The wow. End. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Smoking Tire Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Off the Record. Listen, if there is one thing that's been proven over and over, it's that highway enforcement is not about safety. It's about money and getting your money and keeping your money, whether it's the police, the courts, or the insurance company. It's all about how to extract money from you. Don't give it to them, folks. Put up a fight. If you get pulled over and ticketed for any reason, you need Off the Record. Off the Record is an amazing company that will connect you with a qualified attorney in the jurisdiction where you got the ticket. They will fight that ticket on your behalf, and they have an unbelievable 97% success rate. Their network of lawyers cover almost everywhere in the entire contiguous United States. There's a certainty, a virtual certainty, that they can connect you with a lawyer that helps. And if they don't get those points off your record, you don't pay. It's very affordable, especially considering the combined costs of pleading guilty to a ticket, which is more than just the fine itself. Your insurance goes up, there's court costs, there's all kinds of hidden fees that come from getting a ticket. Don't give up without a fight. Use Off the Record. You can either go to offtherecord.com slash TST, and use or or you can download the app and use code TST10 on the app. Not a week goes by where I get an email or a DM uh, thanking us for talking about off the record because off the record helps so many people get out of these garbage tickets. It's an amazing service, and our code will get you 10% off all your legal services, not just once. But it, for years, like on in an ongoing basis, code TST10 on the Off the Record app or offtherecord.com slash TST on the web. Make an account now and have it ready. That way, if you get pulled over, you have the confidence that you have a team of attorneys ready to fight for you. We love Off the Record. I use Off the Record uh, every time I need to. And so many of you guys out there have used it as well. And I know because you write me to tell me, and I appreciate that. Keep doing it. If Off the Record helped you, send me a note. Let me know. Uh, they like to hear from you. We like to hear from you. Offtherecord.com slash TST or code TST10 on the Off the Record app. 
And of course, if you want to get the Smoke and Tire podcast and the Smoke and Tire video series without ads at all, and I'm talking about these ads I'm reading, or the YouTube ads, patreon.com slash the Smoke and Tire podcast, we've added a new championship driver tier. That new highest tier on the Patreon will allow you full access, completely ad-free, all of our videos, all of our podcasts, never see an ad again, and support the people who make this amazing content directly. You also get access to the live stream. You get to ask questions of our guests and ourselves that we will read on the air. You get the uh, podcasts early. You get them the day they're recorded and not the regular Tuesday, Thursday schedule and a whole lot more. Check it out at patreon.com slash the smoking tire podcast. All right, folks, on this episode, we are very fortunate to have an old pal of mine. Mr. Vaughn Gittin Jr. is in studio joining us, the founder of RTR and Fun Haver, legendary drifter, ultra four racer, uh, uh, entrepreneur and branding genius extraordinaire. Uh, he's talking to us about Formula Drift. We're talking about ultra four racing. We're talking about RTR Mustangs. We're talking about the new Mustang. We're talking about all kinds kinds of good stuff. We're talking about the Mach-E and how we can modify it, how it could be a race car. It is a great conversation. We love to see him. He's coming back to Formula D this year. He's got so much going on, and we have a great conversation with the legend, Vaughn Gittin Jr., on the Smoking Tire Podcast. Smoking Tire Podcast on a Sunday. You know what it takes to get my ass to work on a Sunday? takes a very special guest, <laughs> somebody we haven't seen in a long time, but we always enjoy the positive vibes and the readiness to rock Mr. Vaughn Gittin Jr. Pumped in studio. to be here, man. Thanks for getting out of bed. Bro, when did we meet? Oh, six? <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, that six sounds about early, right. Early, right? Almost 20 years. It was years. like almost 20 years I've known you. Dude. But I haven't seen you in probably two, I think. Yeah, it was about two, yep, yeah. because you're at the old you got, spot. Yeah. And you're you just it. showing me this place in like a render. And but I was it like, works. What a dream! And it's then standing. here I am. It's, it's sick standing. too. Congrats, by the and way. Now it's you awesome. have a car brand RTR that's like factory adjacent, uh, which you can buy it at dealers, right? Yep. You yep. get it at dealers. You've got like a team underneath you in Formula Drift. You've got Ultra Four. You got your clothes. You got your fucking watch. You got all the goods. Yeah, um, and a, living a good and family. chasing dreams, man. Wife and kids, yep. the whole deal. Two boys. Oh, Mach E R T R. Yeah, that's. Have you driven a GT yet, Mach E GT? I did drive GT. Yes, I liked a lot of things. I didn't like some other things. Okay. We can discuss like what to. I liked yeah. and didn't like. Because I'm like shocked how much I love that car. I, I have one. I have a rear drive yeah. premium that I love. That yeah, I've I, seen that your I, uh, big charging sagas. Big, and... Yeah, well, that's a bitch. But <laughs> yeah. I charge it home ninety percent of the time, so I don't. I normally doesn't care. Yeah. I imagine you have a charger at your compound yeah. somewhere, right? For sure. Yeah, North Carolina still. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's good down there. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I lived from moved from Maryland just a couple years ago, but it's just. Do you have like a, a compound set up down there? Uh, so my house, uh, yeah. I mean, we got thirty acres and oh, a bunch yeah. of you know toys and trails. I got a skid steer. It's like my favorite thing to do. Oh <laughs> yeah, skid steer. <laughs> I've sunk it like thirty times oh, because no. like my I'm at like a really like close to the water table, so uh -huh. I get to dig in, and all of a sudden it's like no. Nope. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all my all my construction friends make yet? fun of me. That's the yeah. that's that's yeah. the move. Is that is that considered a skid steer? Yeah, it's a skid steer. Well, Bobcat is the brand. 
Oh. Um, but yeah, it just gets here. But they, the, you can change the joystick, so you can use just one joystick to oh, move okay. it. Now, back in the day, you had to drive it like a right, tank. Right. Yeah. But now it's it's evolved. Now it's in just fact, one. Mine's set up for remote control. Not that I do it, but you can actually drive them with remote control. What? Really? Yeah. So you can like sit on your couch and be running that through. That kind of rules. Yeah, but it's fun. What is the practical need? Is it just, if it's just too cold and you're like, fuck it, I don't want to go outside? Yeah, right? I, I think it's more for like yeah, the construction guys. But then there's heat and air conditioning in them. I honestly don't know. Maybe you could leave it, you know, maybe you could set up like a network on a site and just never leave home. And yeah. Just, or maybe they got Whoa. people in India or some Honey, other pull it around. Driving right. skid steers. I don't that know. That would be kind of crazy. It gets disconnected. Does it just keep going? And then I'm eventually sure there's an emergency yeah, stop. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know they have like a semi-autonomous farm trucks, like combines and shit, where you can program the route through the field. Yeah. And then just go, go, go. and it'll just do that. I mean, it's crazy. field doesn't change too much. I imagine it's pretty straightforward. But. It's crazy, but, yo, Skid Steers, if, I mean, I know you don't need one in L.A., but I oh, never dude. in my life thought how much fun it would be. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> like, it's like instant gratification of, like, hey, I'm going to move that tree. We're, you know, yeah. like it's, yeah. it's so weird like how much I enjoy it, but did it's you like ever, a nice reset. Did you ever borrow one back in the day? No. Maybe. I, I definitely, when I was a teenager, because you know they leave the keys in them shits. Oh. Because who's going to just roll up and try and take a bobcat? This fucking guy. Did you really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what I, did you do with it? I just drove it around. I didn't do anything that was, like, horrible. But, like, like it was there, me. and I wanted to try it, and I tried it. It's <laughs> loud and bouncy in there. It's, loud it's very and loud and bouncy. But all you do is turn the key, and then you're driving <laughs> a bobcat. Like, don't leave the keys What's in them things. What's this do? Mm, yep, yeah. Yep. But, like, I've, I've done, like, construction fantasy camp shit, and it's mad fun. Yeah, it is super fun. Have you ever used an excavator yet? Uh, I only use it. I only had an excavator on my property to pull me out because I was that stuck. <laughs> but I've never, I've never used one myself. So the building that was here before was like an old single story, like stucco, crappy building. It was a dentist's office, and when we demoed it, they were like, "You wanna." You want to take some down? I'm like, uh, Absolutely. am I allowed to do that? They're like, you're paying the bills, boss. Like, what are you going to do? The building's coming down. You're not going to break it. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. And yeah. I just like arm out and just sideswipe yes. through a whole building. I was like, this is the greatest day of it my It is, right? Life. Okay, good. I'm glad you felt that. Because I talk to some people like, you're crazy. Like, you no, drive no, race no. cars where you like a... 10 mile an hour skid steer, you don't get it. No. Like it does things. If the School. race car thing fell apart, like I could settle into that life. Totally. Just, just totally. <laughs> Total nine to five, scraping snow, demolishing houses, whatever. Has it dig okay. this been open for like six years? Yeah. It's like this thing in Vegas. You can go and just pay money to drive different like heavy yeah. equipment. Yeah. Of course someone like figured that out. Of course, it's yeah. in Vegas. Yep. Yeah. 64 ounces of coffee and a nice yellow jacket. <laughs> I am fucking going. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, all right. So, dude, RTR went from you're doing some tweaks, body kits, and suspensions on Mustangs to now something you can buy at a dealer. Yeah, it's uh, it's been crazy. You know, I mean, I started the brand in 2010 and like, you know, my, oh my God, it's been that long. Yeah. My goal was, you know, when I, when I first got into Mustang, you know, cause I started out as an import guy, I just realized there was like nothing that spoke to me and my generation. Like I felt like all the styling, everything was just for like my dad. It was and all like boomer shit. Yeah. And, yeah. and so once I got a Mustang, started drifting it, I kind of like fell in love with the car, but there was just nothing for me to do with it that like I really spoke to, to me. So you know, I just kind of had this vision, went to Ford with it, and they were like, look, if we bring this internal, it's not going to end up being that. Mm. So 
you know, but we'll support you how we can. And, you know, I left that meeting. I was 30 years old. I'm like, all right, how am I going to do this? Yeah. And, you know, we started with Mustang and, you know, just, uh, you know, a lot of passion and just hard ass work and chasing it. And now we've got, you know, Mustang, Maki, Bronco, uh, Ranger, F-150. I mean, we've got basically all of the, you know, the, the fun Ford vehicles that we can add something to. And yeah. All the way from just appearance to, you know, fully supercharged, full suspension, everything. And and does it start with you just building one fun one and fucking around and seeing what you like and how people respond to it? And then you go, okay, let's put this aspect of this vehicle into production and maybe that thing didn't work it, so much. It or... started, it definitely started that way. But now, like, we just, we kind of have a style and approach to vehicles. Um and, you know, we, we, you know, my goal is to kind of like redefine performance. And so not just performance that like we all think about, like horsepower and suspension, like we do that. But my goal is to like to change the owner experience or not change it, but have just like a really epic owner experience, like those intangibles of the things that we do with our owners, you know, the, the type of, you know, what our vehicles make them feel like like mm-hmm. that emotion like when you're at the gas pump and someone stops by like holy shit that mm-hmm. car is so sick you know we're really trying to like capitalize on on I feel those like that's what like like celine used to be back in the day or or like if you see like a you know like callaway corvette kind of thing like from the 90s like callaway sledgehammer corvette right where you're you're fundamentally changing what it's 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 still a mustang but like it's vi- it's visually identifiable as something different, and and it feels different to own it and drive it. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and like all of our, you know, it, it depends obviously what spec you get. Some people just want the appearance, but you know, like for our Mustangs, suspension's fully adjustable, right? So there's a balance in the car for the understeer safe bounce from the factory, mm-hmm. a nice neutral bounce for the canyon ripping or the track days. Do you and teach then, people how to adjust it properly? Rock. Yeah, it comes with it. it comes, oh, it does? Yeah, all the instructions come with the car. Is it wrenches or is it click knobs? Uh, the it... suspension is just... Is, just a uh, click knob? Yep, click okay. knob on the suspension, and then you have to get under there if you want to change the sway bars. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But we give a, a starting, like a start point for the, how the car comes with the nittos on it, and then if you put a stickier tire, we have a suggestion on what to do, and mm-hmm. just get people in the box. Like, there's no perfect recipe. It for because you don't know what people have done. You mm-hmm. don't know where they went and had it aligned or things like that. So sure. you, we get them in the box and then give them like a direction to change. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, some of the it's getting a bit challenging though because you know so the vehicles coming out of Ford are really really good right now, like the Bronco. Yeah, like the Sasquatch the is Raptors so good. Bitching. The Raptor is nuts. Yeah, like, we had a lot of make, fun with the Raptor. Right, what are you, like, what yeah, you can't do with have that? a better suspension. I mean, yeah. unless you had like a gnarly, you know. $25,000 long travel on it. And it would probably drive like garbage on the road. And people it are still driving It wouldn't be as good as the, the live valve. Yeah. You know? And, um, you know, the Fox live valve on that truck is unreal. I mean, yeah. you put it in sport mode and you're, like, ripping it like a sports car. I mean, you know, I'm exaggerating a bit, but, like, it rips on the road. Yeah, it does like, it pretty good. It stops the body roll and feels really good. And then you put it in, you know, off-road mode and go hit jumps. Like, it's so yeah. good. It was that, – that Bronco Raptor is a good time. Yeah. That thing is really Yeah, I saw fun. your fun. It that does you guys great had. donuts. Yeah, yeah. had a very good time in yep. there. The best Bronco Raptor is someone else's. But, yeah. <laughs> but if, you, if you have to have your own, you'll probably be okay too. Yeah. Um, the and then what can you do with Mach E? Because there's a lot that is like what I've found is that the 
the way that traction and stability control work with the electric motors, it just behaves like so much differently than a mechanical coupling. Yeah, we don't. We have zero control of that. All we've done with the Mach E right now is appearance. Oh, okay. Um, you know, we've got wheels. We've got uh, those wheels look nice. Thank uh, you. I like those wheels. They're yeah, good. those are our Air Fives, and it, it does. That's my personal car, um, and that. You know, it really just changes the look, and that's all that we've done with it so far. We've been so busy on you know new Mustang and Bronco, um, but this car, I am shocked how much I love it. Like when I first went to studio, and they showed me it, you know, years ago before yeah. it came out, I was like, okay, like I like a lot of people, I didn't get the Mustang badge on the front of it, um, but after driving it and really experiencing it. I love it. Like it's 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 my deal. I've been driving a Lightning a bit right is it, now, is but it it's a GT? my it's a GT. Yeah, yeah. And I love it. Like, dude, it handles so good. And like, a lot of the things that people aren't talking about electric cars is like the driving experience. Aside from the power and the raw, you know, thrill of it, is the low center of gravity and what sure. that means for how the car feels. You know, yeah. I'm in Concord, North Carolina, my route to the airport is about 15 miles of epic back roads, mm-hmm. um, and I just How's really enjoy driving it. Is the tarmac quite pretty decent? Because the I mean, GT we track. drove was pretty stiff. Like, I wish on that MagRide shock, I wish I could tune it one level softer than what they have for soft. Yeah, so you feel it's stiff. I think mm-hmm. it's stiff. Like rough stiff? It was a little It was a little tough. I think it feels like a sports car. Yeah, but I don't really want... I, what I, The difference between mine, which is a premium, and has... A little bit of an unrefined ride, like it's a little super. It's pretty soft. It's it's soft, but not just that it's soft. It's just a little rental car-y. And then the GT has the mag ride shocks, so it has better body control, but it's just a little too firm. I want that control, but without it being so stiff. Right. So you know. But yeah, I liked it. But I like oh, what I really want, and I've been fucking shoving sticks up their ass for about this for about six months. I want them to build a rear drive long range model with the GT seats and the mag ride shocks tuned softer and call it an LX. Hmm. I want that in my life. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know why, but I would think that you could have. A couple different settings on those dampers. Like when you I'm go sure to unbridled, it could go a little bit stiffer. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to like yeah. Whisper, which by the way, the coasting on Whisper is so weird to me. Like, you mean the that it, when you put it in Whisper mode? Yeah. You have unbr- is your car have unbridled? It does. Okay. Yeah. So when you put it in Whisper mode, like if you just accelerate, lift off the throttle, it just coasts. Oh, mine like, doesn't forever. do that. Mine has the one pedal drive toggle. And if I either turn one pedal drive on or off, it's independent of the of the drive modes. It's separate. Right, but if you one pedal off, yeah. So you know what we're talking about is the uh, regen. Yes. So unbridled has aggressive regen, yes. but whisper, I feel like it has just lower like, it regen. Yeah. Try it when you get in your car next, and like try it. go back and forth, and just get on the throttle and lift. When you lift and whisper. It doesn't do anything. It just, it almost like it continues to accelerate forever. Oh, have you, have you driven a Taycan, a Porsche Taycan? I have not. So Porsche's ethos is that, is that regen is inefficient. And they, they go, it's more efficient to just use the brakes instead of the regen. Okay, hmm. fine. That's your, that's what your studies show. Fine. Consequently, if you fucking hammer on the throttle in a Taycan and then take off, you will coast to like, Arizona from yeah, here. Yeah, and so I feel like, and what I'm wondering is like if the motors are just having a little bit 
of power. I need to ask the engineers because I, I, I can't No, I like, think they just uncouple everything. And because we're used to a mechanical, you know, drivetrain loss, yeah. even if you're coasting, there's still, it's spinning the diff, it's spinning the drive shaft. It's yeah. not a true neutral. Yeah. But this is a true neutral. Yeah. It just... Yeah, I was plus low so rolling resistance tires and all that kind of stuff. Not mine, yeah. but yeah. Oh yeah, yours is like <laughs> nittos. Yours is yeah. the nittos, like, like oh yeah, like the super track tires yeah. and that thing. Yeah, yeah. They, they it handles. It's such a fun car to drive, and my son loves it. And, that may uh, affect the ride as well. The nitto may be a softer riding tire than whatever the factory tire is. I think it was a Pirelli yeah. was the factory tire. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, the nitto may be softer, so maybe that changes the ride. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm also shocked that I so like when everyone was talking about autonomous cars and electric cars I'm like I'm out you know me yeah I horsepower and tire smoke yeah. but, racing drivers right. not into autonomous cars <laughs> no, I, like, who's but, gonna drive a robot I don't think but so. it's but I, it's earned my trust and I am after like a race of oh, having blue, an engine screaming cruise. in my ear yeah. I blue cruise all the way home the, I, I do, when I find when I drive an electric car, especially in stop and go traffic and around the city, I'm more relaxed when I get places. I, I still want my old cars. I still want my sports cars. Yeah. I don't want an electric sports car. I couldn't give a fuck. But, but for my running errands, I'm more yeah. relaxed. It's nice. Yeah, I tell everyone, I think if you're a two-car family, there's yeah. no reason right now not to have an electric car. Yeah, yeah. It's, if you got somewhere to charge it at home, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, so I've seen the photos of new Mustang that you're working on. Looks very cool. Thank you. Um, and... It's got this. This it's got a fucking handbrake in it, allegedly. Yeah. And, no, it, it's out. That's it, out. That's no, cool. no. I mean, I, I mean, I. Oh, I, they're I air saying quote. it is. Yeah, got I it. mean, it, it. And 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 you just you kind of said that you were kind of involved in helping to develop this thing. Yeah, a few years ago, I did ergonomics with them. Uh huh. And then um, through the development process, both myself and Chelsea were at the proving grounds tuning the handbrake. So and you. It, so it it is. It uses the standard rear rear caliper, right? It's not a it's not a standalone. It's a separate. It's a separate parking brake caliper. Uh -huh. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. So in the production in the base vehicles, you get just a push button like a lot of the cars are coming with these days. But when mm -hmm. you get the performance pack, doesn't matter. EcoBoost, automatic, manual, GT, doesn't matter. Performance pack comes with the handbrake, and there's actually a you know you go into hit drift mode or sorry, drift brake, and yeah. it enables a drift brake. So it doesn't, you know. So if it you won't were, stick. Correct. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God, it's that's just great. A drift brake. And so Chelsea and I tuned it and, you know, we calibrated it so that it's progressive. Um, and it's just amazing. I mean, it locks the rear tires. Like it's, it's awesome. Is it the same rear caliper, uh, like equipment as the normal but the button has but now it's just correct. you have this like yeah. rheostat okay correct that's so cool that's what a pretty great rad technology. yeah that it's, is so rad. it's pretty amazing that that a company was like because i like you know it's one thing to put some whimsy in a car but to like actually put a fucking handbrake in a car right it's pretty ballsy yeah you it know is. ford but when ford kind of invented the drift mode with the focus rs and it it worked okay. It wasn't like you couldn't really modulate. If you you went flat and it would do it, but if you tried to modulate, it would come, come out of out. the mode. Yeah. So what you really want is that full control. Yeah. So it, you you have it. It's it's incredible. And I'm like, I was first of all when they told me they were doing it, I was so blown away 
because it's like the missing link. Like the Mustang does everything. Yeah. This is the one thing, and everyone that's doing it, you either have to get super aggressive pads, yeah. and you're stretching your cables, mm-hmm. or or you have to build an entire or put a hydro handbrake in it. And <laughs> good so luck, now good you don't need fucking to. going to your dealer for a warranty repair of right. the yeah. hydro right. handbrake. Right. Right. No officer, I did not come right. to a track. Uh, what is that? Yeah, and it was slightly <laughs> dangerous because you have to tie it into the ABS system. Mm-hmm. So, but you know. Guys like us don't. Well, on think a race car, right, right. on a race car, who cares? But if you're actually going to do that in your car, right? And God forbid you get an accident, you have yeah. this pool cue sticking up like, in the middle <laughs> yeah. of the cabin oh, right. that you might hit. The right. second yeah. collision. Yeah, exactly. That's the, the second collision, first impalement. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go with the second collision. Helmet. It's like a Ralph Nader thing from Unsafe at Any Speed. First collision, car into tree. Second collision, face into dash. Right. Got That's, it. Yeah. yeah. So in this case, chest into hydraulic handbrake handle. Yeah. 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 So we. So I'm excited for you to feel that. I'm um, super because fucking stoked. You're going to be. It's. It's it's a game changer and like I love the accessibility. You know, like even if you don't want to be a drifter, yeah. like you have the option to go and try it. You know, like and it's an, just another skill set and another way you can have fun. Sure. And manual auto doesn't matter doesn't works matter. the same. Yeah, as long as it's a performance pack vehicle it will come with that. And I mean, I imagine this might sound like a dumb question, but manual you you would have to clutch in when you exactly. use it. Okay, so it works like just like a fucking hydro handbrake. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So awesome. Give me a good yeah. press launch. That's <laughs> gonna be yeah. Fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and everyone they're they're pumped about it and you know, it was certainly a thing and as you said, like it's brave for them to do it, but you know, they got a lot of really great engineers and a lot of support internally to make it happen and yeah. it's here. Yeah. But yeah. I think yeah. it's actually safer to have that and try and and try and learn to drift, you know, with that versus, you know, just hammering on the throttle and not really, totally. un, you know. Because it's consistent. Yeah. You know, like a lot of, you know, there's a thing going on in like the drift street scene of like, oh, don't use the handbrake. But it's like powering over and flicking a car, you know, Scandinavian flicks or, or you know, faints. Um it's not as consistent. Like the handbrake is the now button. Mm-hmm. And then also for adjustments, like to keep angle. And it's just a, such a great tool when it's consistent and when it works. Yeah. And so uh, now we have that in a production car. Do yeah. you think for people learning to drift, they should learn the weight transfer and other moves f- before they get to handbrake? Or do you think jump right in and go to handbrake? No, I think I think go, jump right in because because it's easier to, to learn things when there's consistent things happening. Mm-hmm. And then once you know, okay, once the car goes sideways, then I do this, then you can change the timing, right? You can set your brain. It's like, okay, boom, I flick, I grab the handbrake, it rotates. Okay, now I'm just powering in. As soon as I feel that rotation, I do this, where the handbrake will get you there every time, Good point. you know, yeah. at the same point. Whereas like a flick, it's like, where are you at in the RPM? How fast are you going? Or same with like a clutch kick or just a, you know, just a power over. It's like you're waiting for the tires to rotate, break yeah. loose, rotate the car, whereas mm-hmm. the handbrake does it every time. It's like batting practice with a machine versus a person. Like if you're just trying to swing, if that person's pitching all over the place. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great, yeah, that's a great, yeah. great analogy. Yeah. Do you find, you know, when you're in between seasons or if you're not competing for a little while, how much time do you have to spend keeping your skills up or because it's because it's more of a feel-based sport and less of a every hundredth of a second counts-based sport that once you have the skills and, and, and can feel the car at the speed of an FD car, that it doesn't require that constant maintenance of skills. Well, look, I've been drifting for 20 years. Yeah, It's, it's like riding a bike yeah. to me. Um, but staying sharp does require being behind the wheel, but not just drifting. 
So you know, I've been racing Ultra Four. I, yeah. I, last year, I you know, I took a break from from Formula Drift. Um, announced that early last year, and but I'm still doing plenty of demos and content, so I'm still constantly driving. And so for me, it's more about the body and the reaction and just keeping movement. So whether I'm out, you know, driving a UTV, racing my Ultra Four truck on a dirt bike, like I'm still getting that hand-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I jump in a drift car. It's, it's, just it's yeah, it's, it, for, it's just all eyes, yeah. right? It's like where, where to look and where, where to look when and when to not look there. Yeah. You know, can you get that practice in like your Fox body? Is that enough totally. or does it have to be in the really fast FD car? The formula drift cars, they're another level. It's, yeah. it's freaking absurd. What well, I mean, yep. 1300 horsepower, 3,100 pound cars. They're just nuts. Yeah. Pulling up the front corner. Like they're just another level. So but the thing is, you can't really replicate a Formula Drift course because you never get the amount of rubber down yeah. of, you know, 30 cars doing lap after lap after lap. You never get that level of grip at a test. Mm-hmm. So um, it it is – you do need practice in the FD car. But the other fun stuff keeps me fresh, and I get – you know, I can get right back up to speed. And you have done really well at Ultra Force. So does it feel like you jumped in – and you had a lot of these skills that had transferred over from FD into Ultra 4 that really helped you level up quickly? Yeah, I mean, look, my approach to driving anything is I get to steering wheel and four tires, right? And so it's like, what's this do? What's that do, right? And kind of once you understand the box, for me, um, you know, coming from drift, having like the, the ability, you know, motocross and drifting, like I feel that those two things are ultimate setup for any motorsport mm-hmm. because motocross... Once, if you do motocross, you're not scared once you get in the cage, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So then, so then you get into drift, and it's like the ultimate vehicle placement. It's the ultimate throttle control. It's the ultimate rotating the vehicle, transitioning the vehicle. So, you learn to live above the limit in drifting. So when you get in any other sport, it's really just a mindset of staying below the limit. You know, I'm not saying I'm the fastest road racer or anything like that, but I get up to speed pretty quickly on things. And so with Ultra Four, you know, that's like the toughest off-road ever it's everything right for those that don't know what it is you know it's massive boulders short course desert jumps everything so for me it was more about line placement i had a great mentor lauren healy who's my business Mm -hmm. my partner in fun ever off-road and my teammate you know he coached me the whole way so i was able to learn the rocks pretty easily and the other thing while you're in the rocks is momentum and and feeling the grip and not blowing the tires off Mm -hmm. I feel grip at 100, with yeah, 150 yeah. mile an hour wheel speed so doing, going 120. Doing it at five is not such right. a big deal. Yeah. And then the vehicle <laughs> placement of Ultra 4, you know, going through trees or running the line in the desert, like it's, re- I'm very comfortable rotating the truck where a lot of the guys aren't comfortable. So mm-hmm. I have been able to get up to speed very quickly. Um, I got the shortcuts to like the good equipment because Lauren's been doing it for 20 years. He's effectively me in that sport, what I am to drift in that sport. And, um, yeah, it's been so rad. And it's, um, you know, I won a championship in 21, got second last year. And I'm so close to, like, figuring out hammers. Um, <laughs> like, so close. My best finish is fifth. Um, now, what uh, what challenges does hammers have that Ultra 4 doesn't have? Well, your Ultra 4 well, is the, the same. series. It's the category, right? It's right? a series. Yeah. And right. King of the and, Hammers is, like, oh, the Baja race. 1000 yeah. of Ultra 4. And it is a race of attrition. So, like, if you go out there and you're like, hey, I'm in a race, you're going to burn your truck down before you even make it to the rocks. Mm-hmm. So, it's like a game of patience, but still finding that good pace to keep your truck together. So, in the in the 
easy sections, if there are any easy sections, let's call it the 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 sand, you know, the 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 stuff that looks like Baja. Right. That's yeah. the that's the easy stuff, right? Not the go up a wall. What are you doing? Six, seven tenths in that section? It's Just, probably like eight and a half. Okay. Okay. But a lot of guys are doing eleven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, an eight and a half is you know, a hundred through the whoops, ninety five through the whoops, um, and. You know, but you can, it, it's not necessarily how fast you're going. It's more about what you're doing to your drivetrain. So, sure. like, if you're getting in the whoops and you start rototilling it and just bucking, you just bring it back and just let it so that it's just it's floating through. Yeah. Which, by the way, we put live valve on our race trucks now. Oh, really? That's pretty I cool. I can adjust it for oh the rocks God. and for the desert. Oh, really? Yeah, so what's do, you know, when you're in your Is it Bronco, a button or a knob? It's a knob. Okay. So we have different Ooh, settings with different. Yeah you know different algorithms on it for what we're doing it's got jump mode so like if if it feels all the tires dump, like if they droop yeah if it goes full droop it put, it knows you're going to land hard so it stiffens the compression automatically uh, that's pretty cool. i got a button like if i'm flying i see a g out and i i can't break for it i can lock out my compression so that it doesn't so oh, it doesn't that's like pretty awesome the front wow end. or if and I that's hit allowed the g for out, the series yeah, that's it's cool unlimited. as shit oh yeah so i hit the g out I can grab the rebound button and save the rear from coming up and flipping over. Oh, wow, it's that's sick. pretty that's cool. Amazing. Yeah. Where is the button on, like, the... I have it on my wheel. On the, oh, So I got the sick. up and down, you know, uh, compressions on the bottom and uh -huh. on top. So I'm just... It's like an F1 wheel. You're just adjusting it, all kinds of things. And it's like a really cool. CVT, right? So you're not changing... No, no, it's a, it's a three-speed. Oh, it is? It's a three-speed automatic. Oh, trans. okay. We're actually playing with... Uh, Lauren's building a new single-seater right now with RY45 and a sequential. Oh, cool. Yeah, with live valves. So, so the three-speed, it's it's auto or you got paddles? It's auto. Or, okay, it's auto. Yeah. yeah, just three-speed auto. Would gear control, like, make a difference for you or not really? It will It will cut out some of the, some of the slush. Mm -hmm. You know, it'll give you more power, right? And then you'd also, instead of having a three-speed, you have a six-speed. So yeah. then you get all that torque multiplier back. For right. sure. So it, it, it'll yeah, be a big difference. Sequential's got to be the way, Yeah. right? On but, a lever or on paddles? Uh, it'll be a lever. Yeah. You it could switch to paddles. The thing is, though, this sport is so brutal. Like, the the automatic trans just eat it, soak it up, because there's so much drivetrain load. You know, we got 40-inch tires, bead locks. So, you know, there's 100, 200 pounds on each corner of yeah. tire and, you know, and wheel. So there's a lot of load that goes through the drivetrain. Um, so that's why we're testing it. We haven't transitioned to it because no one has in the sport. So yeah. we're doing it a test, and then if we can get it to live, then we'll transition. I always thought it was weird that all those trucks, even the, the trophy trucks and stuff, they all used automatics. And I yeah, was they're like, starting to the the top level. You know, the million dollar trophy trucks are doing sequentials. They now. are. Yeah. Was yeah. it a cost thing for a while, or was it a strength thing? Like they're running so much it was power a strength, and torque. It was a, a strength thing, and then the trophy truck guys started using it. So now. It trickles we've, down. Yeah, we've earned some trust in that technology because, like yeah. I said, it's attrition. You know, you asked what's so hard about the sport, right? You got, you know, 80, 90 miles through the desert, right? There's three laps. First lap's roughly a desert lap, and, and Ultra 4 puts that in there for attrition. For the guys, like, you might not even make the rocks unless you pay attention, yeah. you know? And then you have two laps of rocks. And these aren't rocks, man. These are car-sized boulders. Yeah. And, but you have to keep a good pace through it all. Because, you know, or at least to me it's a good pace because the guys that have been there for 25 years, they, that's where they shine. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's one of those races that's like, you know, like I started to say is you have to leave the line like I'm not in a race. I'm just getting to the finish. Mm -hmm. But you have to hold a good pace. And throughout the race, your team's calling split times and you know when to push and when not to push. And so, you know, I think 115, 120 people finished or started this year and like 20, 30 finished. 
Yeah, you know, it's just not, one of no, those no. races, and it's just so gnarly and challenging. I mean, I, I ended up on my side for like 30 minutes this year. I came up to this Did one. some, like, random folks push you back over? No, it was a freaking... <laughs> I, I came up around a corner, and Cameron Steele's truck's in, like, a yard sale. The whole corner of his truck's off, and he was blocking the, the trail. And everybody's trying all these hard lines and getting all jacked up. And uh, I saw a line, and I thought I was going to be able to shoot. And then I got up on it, and it got super tippy. So we were like, look, let's just winch. Because I was, I, like, I was going to pass, like, six people by taking this line. So we got out, put the winch out on this massive, probably 2,000-pound boulder. And when I start to pull up, and the truck starts coming up. I wasn't tipped yet, but I was tippy. Mm. So the truck starts coming up, and then all of a sudden, the boulder just comes Ooh. down the comes down this mountain. Oh, bro, that's so shit. And then I ship over and I'm on my side for 30 minutes. Guy comes runs me over. Like it was That's crazy. It's it's a it's a nut series um it is but the best. it's I watched it once and I watched uh, one Jeep was stuck at you call them boulders, but some of these obstacles are cliffs. I mean, they are Fact. 12 foot tall, 18 feet tall like cliffs. And one guy was stuck there. His other Jeep just comes up and puts his tire like on the stuck person's tire and use that to get up the cliff and then kept motoring. It was hilarious. Yeah, if you have to like <laughs> physically run over another car, that's yeah. pretty. pretty yeah. I, mean, I had to gnarly. do it. So when I was sitting there getting, I'm just laid over. I'm just getting, you know, just run over. You're like, like, I've done this. That's, I can't yeah, even do so that. Funny. You know? So, that's but it's nuts. cool. And, and uh, you know, uh, there's a, a great new owner of uh, Ultra Four USA, which runs all the races, but. King of the Hammers, and he's doing some really cool venues. We're doing Havasu uh, in October this year. Like, we're going to take over all downtown. The race is going to be five miles out of downtown. Like, some really cool stuff going on in sport. It kind of reminds me of drifting in, like, 05, Uh where it's, like, has so much potential. It's so exciting to watch. Is it, like, relatively affordable to get into? I mean, your truck sounds expensive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, to build our trucks, it's probably, like— if you're like buying every single thing, or probably like 400 grand. Oh, that's expensive. Yeah, but you can you could build a competitive hammers truck for probably probably 150, 200 yeah. because you don't need all the power for hammers. Yeah. You just need the reliable truck. Yeah, and some of the older like straight axle trail rigs. But it's the other races, you know, the Crandons, the other you know faster races where you need the horsepower and, yeah. and other. What things. is your what do you top out at? Uh, speed. Yeah. Mm, the fast I've been in my truck, I think, is about 115. It's pretty fast. Yeah, and it, but it starts to get, like, eight-year arrow limited. Yeah. And these things are bricks, <laughs> yeah. you know? What's the motor? Uh, we are running a 460 cubic inch uh, four-performance D uh, motor. So it's yeah. a push rod. Big block, old it's, school. It's actually small block. It's based oh, on a 351. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep. Oh, it's a three fifty with a giant stroker crank yep. in it. Oh, yep. that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's big boy. That's it's awesome. Nasty it seems like the funnest driving available. It is. It really does. It is. And like coming from drift, you know, like I love drifting, um, but like when you look at the competition weekend, it's like twelve laps of practice, qualifying, and then wherever you get. Yeah, it's not so a lot of seat get, time. Yeah, you could get fifteen minutes in the car mm-hmm. if you win. Yeah. <laughs> and now yeah. it's an amazing 15 minutes. Sure. You know, and it's a constant battle and struggle of the brain. And there's just a really special thing about that sport. But with Ultra 4, my best friend's my co driver. I didn't realize he would be such a good co driver, but he's amazing. We go, we get there, we pre run for hours, we're making notes, having a blast, just shooting it up. We qualify, 
and then we race and the races are ours yeah do you, you know? what is the what does the navigation look like for i mean little like does he have a, an actual gps yeah. with plot points and and is he reading you pace notes like how does that actually work? yeah i think we're probably pretty unique in the way that we do it a lot of these guys don't even use notes like my teammate lauren you know he's been doing it for so long he's he's been driving a single seater and he'll just like have the cautions and that's it when possible, but he has a, a screen he with does. a map, right? He does, but he memorizes the, it. He's crazy. Is the trail marked? Yes, it is marked. There is okay. arrows, but sometimes people blow through the arrows. Yeah, you're going, you know? you're going super fast. I like, live by the GPS. Yeah, and we go and make notes. And I like rally style notes. Like I've taken, like kind of made my own way of liking it. You know, you know, one through six. Mm -hmm. You know, with a, a one being with a, a U turn and a six being a pretty much flat turn. Yeah, um, and then I get the distance count out to the turn. Uh, some races are conducive to that, and other races, desert races, really aren't. Yeah. Um, and and also the the positioning changes in desert races, whether there's dust or a line got beat out from between pre-running and when you're racing. So there's a lot of variables. But my attempt is, my co-driver, we pre-run, he reads all the notes, and we do very light rally style, not mm -hmm. as aggressive. Um, as as a rally driver, but you have a little more room than rally. You're, you're, it's not in between trees where some races you, are. Really, some races are. Oh, yeah, wow. but you're not. It's not that. It's tighter. Yeah, like more turns. It's not as that fast and flowy. But that being said, uh, I am going to go do the Silver State, and I do. I have been talking to the rally uh, series about. I want to enter mileage four truck in a rally. Oh, because I think it would be sick. It'd cool, be so fun. Yeah, I love fun. that kind of driving. Yeah, yeah, that would be really interesting. Run yeah. that Colorado they, hill climb. Is your ultra four truck street legal? Isn't that a requirement for rally? It has to be street legal. But if I'm not, they said that they would work it out if I oh, did it. I'm not worried exhibition. about points. I just want to go drive. I'll give I you. Go I got a dealer it. tag. I'll just give you. I'll give you right. my dealer tag. Yeah. And throw it on there. Whatever. But we're manufacturer. I didn't think about oh, that. Oh yeah, you got Which, M plates. Uh, yeah. Yes. I didn't realize RTR is considered manufacturer. That rules. Yeah. That's nice. So so do you get. Do your cars have special VINs? Uh, we do not have special VINs. Okay. Yeah. That's the next level. Yeah. When you get that, when you get the VIN, when I went to Germany and I saw, I went to the Alpina factory, the BMWs, and they get their own VINs, it's yeah. like, oh, that's the jam. Yeah. It's for me, I do have ambitions one day to build like a, you know, Lindsay, my, my great friend and our lead designer, we, we talked about building up just a badass ground up vehicle at some yeah. point. But you know we're we're so busy, and I think that will be just like a future future when things are just kind of where they need to be, and we can afford to just say, hey, let's just put a, a team on this and do that. You yeah. know. But right now, you know, we we kind of get that satisfaction with like the special vehicle projects, right? Yeah. The, you know, the Mach E fourteen hundred. We've got a really cool. Oh yeah, that thing. Yeah. That car was. I thank you for inviting me to drive it. I'm sorry, I forget where I had to go, but I couldn't do it. I think I had yeah. to go. I You're was lost. Yeah, I know. I'd like to another chance Maybe at some we point. Could do that. I was, in, was I in North Carolina. Dude, the Faroe something. Islands video was rad, though. Yeah, yeah that was, was really very rad. pretty. I enjoyed that. Yeah. What is that, that you know, what is that like to uh, to drive? This it, is an, a 1,400 horsepower electric, yeah. all-wheel drive, uh, I don't know, drift rally car yeah, kind it, of thing? Yeah, the goal of it was, you know, the whole vision behind that car was to, like, that no one's making electric sexy. And, I you know, Ford and I wanted to kind of just, like, change everyone's mindset from like hey there's a toaster oven to like an exhilarating opportunity you know for the into the future and mm. so on paper it was road race hill climb time attack drifting gymkhana all-wheel drive rear-wheel drive whatever you wanted and so that's what was built and you know for us this is our first foray in electric vehicles ever yeah 
Um, so, you know, it, it makes, you know, 2,600 uh, pounds of downforce and 160 miles an hour. It's absurd. And it feels like the first time, I'll never forget this moment, my, my technical director, Ray, and I were in the seat. We're at this uh, test location, NC Car in North Carolina. And we were driving the car, and I'm like, this is not full power. Like, something's wrong, because if this is it, we've failed miserably. <laughs> yeah. And so, but there we found out that we had we had something wrong inside of the command, inside the inverters. And the he fixed it, or he changed it, and he's like, all right, floor it. And it took off like a freaking magnetic roller coaster to the point of like, it was kind of like my instinct of like a, a internal combustion car that's like too good to be true because it's yeah. lean and yeah. so it's really good till it's not. <laughs> I like, we launch and I'm like, holy, and I hit the brakes and I'm like, is everything okay? And I was like, this <laughs> like, we've, to we've just broken it. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, there's no way this is, uh, this is right. And he's like, no, we're good. And we just stopped and we were both laughing. Did you get a like little, little bit kids. nauseous? Uh, I don't really get nauseous in anything. If I if I launch a couple times a very high powered electric car, I'll I get a little bit of like kind of like vertigo-y, headachey. Not like stomach nauseous, but like it actually feels like the back of my eyeballs kind of hurt a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't I don't have that experience, um, but it was it was absurd. Yeah. And it's an amazing car to drive. It handles amazing. You know, it's obviously got some mass to it. Yeah. Um, does it use a regular Mach-E battery, or does it have a... It uses it uses the same positioning, but we use a different cell uh, cell type mm. for the discharge rate that we needed to earn the horsepower. Sure. Because we weren't so we weren't as concerned about range as we were about yeah. smiles on faces. This needs to be fifteen minutes of fun, exactly, and, and then it goes it's back actually on the forty five is what we targeted. No, that's, that's not yeah, bad. so we can do like a forty five minute, pretty solid session. Yeah. Um, and so that that's been amazing, and we've learned a ton about electric vehicles with that, and uh, Ford obviously as well. Ford did all the aerodynamics on it, and we, it was a really great collaboration. The but fact did you that guys they, do the powertrain? Yeah, we did. Oh, we, wow. Well, we had a, a partner that we worked with out yeah. of uh, Latvia. Um, Latvia. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. They had a lot of What's uh, going on in Latvia. La- their car yeah, some good EV well stuff. i mean Cro- you know croatia which yes i know is a different fucking country <laughs> but it's a similar you know ramats if you have you been in navara yet no it's i mean i don't know compared to this that this may be one of the few acceleration experiences where a navara wouldn't impress you but i ran an 8 second quarter mile on the street in a navara just like, eh, let's do this now. Yeah. And it was like, oh, yeah, okay, we're we're on some other fucking level here. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize Latvia had some shit going on, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, the company uh, Drive.io there that we work with. They had some experience with the powertrain, um, a proven powertrain. So we worked with them for the integration because we were learning. And, like, this vehicle, like, we couldn't fail. Yeah. So we weren't willing to, you know, there's a lot of things that are new and we're testing with it. But we weren't willing to just go full green on it. Yeah. So we partnered with them and... Um, but it's it's been an amazing project. It's been running, you know, pretty flawlessly for almost four years now. And um, you know, one moment for me is the first time that we brought this car out. We did a video project, and we had Logano's Cup car, Haley, oh, our yeah. drift cars. Oh yeah, Ken I remember with that. The unicorn, right? And it was such a surreal moment for me to have my FD car, the unicorn, and this Mach E, all three cars that we that we built. You know, and just kind of like a culmination of, or uh, you know, kind of like a look at our history. Mm. You know, and it was a really cool to have them all together. And um, did you find it uh, with the electric powertrain when you're sliding that car? Do you find it 
uh, more difficult to modulate the throttle without having you know gears and uh, an auditory response to go on on a traditional tack? Or... Yeah, the auditory, there's sound. I mean, there's yeah. plenty of sound with the car sure. because it's got straight cut gears and the motors, you know, it's a lot of power. So yeah. there is sound. So that wasn't more of an issue. But the thing with the car is it's extremely gear sensitive. So you don't have a transmission, right? So like depending on your speed, you know, you have to you have to select the right final drive, right? Because if it runs out of gear, that's bad. It's stri- it runs out of wheel speed. Mm-hmm. And it straightens up, and yeah. with all the grip that this car has, when it runs out of wheel speed and straightens up, whatever direction you're pointing, you're going. Oh yeah. And so I've learned that the hard way a couple <laughs> of times. Snaps. Yeah. Okay. So what? Do you, I got crashed you... pretty good at Fair Islands. You did? Yeah. Oh, we yeah, have a, we right. have a behind the scenes of it. Yeah, I dude like second shot day. I went and did the turn perfect, and um, they're like, "Oh, it's great. Let's just do it again." You know, you know the media team. Yeah, let's get another <laughs> angle. Do it again. Let's get another, another angle. angle. Yeah. And I flick it in, and I got on the brakes a little bit too. I came in a little bit hotter. I got on the brakes, and once the front end hooked up, it just shot me right oh, in the wall. Oh man. Whereas, like you know, so it it it's just one of those things that you've got to have the wheel speed loose. So, what kind of wheel speed do you need? Like, it depends on your top vehicle speed, but probably if I had to give you an estimate, probably like a. Forty percent difference in vehicle speed versus tire oh, versus wheel yeah. speed. So, so you, you need like 120, 130 wheel speed, easy. Oh yeah, easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like if we were doing like a SEMA, like the SEMA lot where we do Ford out front, mm-hmm. that's like a ninety-five mile an hour gear. So What's you're your so you're changing it out for the whatever we're occasion. doing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, we have quick changes. We have a quick change in the front, a quick change in the rear, oh. goes straight to the motors, just like our drift cars. Oh, cool. And so we can just change the gear in, you know, five minutes. Oh, what, cool. How would that compare? What's the wheel speed at, like, uh, Irwindale initiation? Is that the fastest initiation, or is it um, St. Louis? Atlanta is the fastest Atlanta. initiation. Okay. Atlanta initiation is probably 110-ish. Um, oh, but you're on the straightaway right. coming down so as you, opposed to, right. yeah, the banking so you of would, Irwindale. Yeah, you would, yeah, so for Irwindale, I would say we're probably – 130, 140 mile an hour wheel speed at Irwindale or Seattle, yeah. which is the bank track. Yeah. You know, because you get on the bank, mm. grip comes in, you've got to be able to keep blowing it off through yeah. there. So, but I can grab a gear. Yeah. Right. You know I mean, we can, <laughs> yeah. we can put yeah. the gear that we need in and then coming off the bank, I can throw it in the third if I needed to or whatever. Sure, sure. So, yeah, it's it was definitely a different mindset and we had to, you know, figure that out. But you put 160 mile an hour gear in this car and stand on throttle. It doesn't like leave like a bat out of hell, but after 30, 40 miles an hour, oh, it's yeah. a bat out of hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like just the fact, think about that, right? A Mustang will go 160 miles an hour, right? It's speed limited, obviously, and, and yeah. don't quote me on the 160, but leave that car in sixth gear at a stoplight. Right. Tell me yeah. what happens. <laughs> yeah. You're smoking your clutch to even get it to think about it, or it's just not going to go. The electric car is no problem. Yeah. Well, I, my favorite thing about electric cars is that it eliminates the concept of beating the shit out of the car. Right. You could turn it on and just fucking hammer the throttle right there and like, man, you're not doing anything. Whatever. Right. It's fine. It's like there's not, there's no strain on it. It's just built that way. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. What's this watch? So it says like RTR on the watch. Yeah, because yeah, I'm a watch a, nerd. This is a uh, and I watch see what that we is. did a couple years ago with Rec. With Rec? Yeah. And is there parts of your car yeah, in there so or something? Yeah, so the carbon, we sent them oh, yeah. parts from my car. And then that bezel there is uh, forged uh, aluminum from the car oh, neat. and carbon forged together. Yeah, these guys like turn car parts into watches. Yeah. Yeah, we did like 350 of those a couple years ago. Yeah, you sell them all? Oh, yeah, they all sold out, yeah. Yeah, sweet. It looks good. Yeah. 
Thank you. Nice piece. Yeah, I thank like you, that. Lindsay. Lindsay uh, designed a lot of that, and you see, he's got like my number there and the stitching. Yeah, and, and I like the uh, the fuel gauge. Yeah, like the, fuel the gauge. power reserve our, gauge. Our lights, yeah, our, our grill lights on the side there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. Thank you. I'm into that. Oh, uh, we got a bunch of questions. Oh, from real quick, how is oh, the yeah. Freedom 500? Oh, Dude. did you race in that? Yeah, I did. Oh, I did. So I, 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 I is that where you fr- came I, from? I was there Friday. I went home to see my family for 12 hours, and here oh. I am. Man, uh, that was, guy knows how to put on a show, doesn't dude, he? Cletus, he's a good dude, man. Yeah, he and f- I have been been bros now a couple years, and yeah, I was out there, and uh, I had the perfect plan, man. I qualified mid pack on purpose. I knew they were. Well, I, I, I knew they were going to invert the field. Yeah. So the people he's done got, that before. TP yeah. got first. Travis got. Petrana got first, and they put him in the back. And he he's can't like, help himself. He, he literally can, cannot he help himself. He he's got that motocross experience. Like he's, you know, no, he, just, he told me he's like, "Oh, you're a sandbag." I'm like, "What do you mean I'm a sandbag?" I, I was like, "I came here to win that." Ariel Adam, yeah. not sandbagging. I'm here with a job. And he's like, I just want, I'm here for the show. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. And see you. And he's like, I was like, see you on lap 98, you know? And anyway, so I'm, I'm mid-pack, and by probably lap 10, I made my way up to second. Mm-hmm. And I'm just putting pressure on first place. It's Kevin, who I raced before um, KSR. And he's fast. Kurt Busch and I teamed up and won the 2.4 hours of the mullets previously, and it was him and Kevin in the end. Anyway... Kevin's in the front. It was like 10, 15 laps in. I'm in second. Wait, which Kevin? His KSR. I don't know his last okay. name. He won, did he win two years ago? He's won before. He's won before. Yeah. I remember it was a name I didn't recognize because it was yeah. like, you're but there. He, but he's and not a professional you know, a racing no, driver. he's a tuner, yeah. but he's really okay. good. Yeah. All right, cool. And, um, and so I was just behind him, like two cars, letting him push his car. I'm like, all right, I'm conserving tires. Mm-hmm. I'm not touching my nitrous. I'm just going to push these guys and be patient. And so that worked almost the whole race. I was probably, you know, top three for like 60, 70% of the race. And then um, I got a front right flat. I got put all the way in the back with like, I don't know, 15 to go. So I made it up to mid-pack with like eight to go. And then there's caution after caution. So every restart, I would get a spot, get a spot. So I made it up to the third row with two to go. And I'm like, I got this. I've got, I got all my nitrous left. Wow, I'm good to go. Does and nitrous do anything in a Crown Vic? Yeah, it's 50 horsepower. Is it? All right. I mean, you know, when you got 200, that's 20 percent more, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I saved all my nitrous, and the last, you know, last few laps, I'm like pushing up, and then all of a sudden, everyone gets crazy, and I start getting collected, and all this, and my rear right tire's gone, and it just, it went to hell. So I got to watch Cletus get the win from about. Four cars back, five cars back. <laughs> Damn. It was. It's. It's a it, good show, though, right? It's you, a good time. If you would like to come to that one time, I it would. is. I don't know how much more fun you could have with your friends in a safe racing environment and cheap. Thousand yeah. percent. They are. Yes. They're absolute tanks. Yeah. They're slow, but yo, know, it's like racing anything. You know, you yeah. can have fun, especially with your friends in the same. Well, they're cars. all slow cars. Like yeah, yeah like and they caged them. It's, now, yeah, which yeah, is good. Safe, yeah, like, it looks like and, the best you know, time. It, it's a good time. That's crazy. That's an unbelievable way to make a living. Yeah, I can't. I don't know what the math is on it, but God bless him. Yeah, no, it's he great. you know he bought that track and he does pay per view and you know he's just. I'd love to know what the numbers are on the pay per view. He's all about fun. How man. many people do you think watch that on the pay per view? I, I don't know, but I, like I don't know. I think a lot. I'm, I'm sure it's a lot. He's got to justify. What does he buy? Forty cars. Yeah, I mean, look, the yeah, prize is Ariel Adam. They're all police cars. He yeah. buys from the auction. He's called the auction. And when he shows up now, he says they don't even bid against him anymore. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, it's a full-packed house. And he puts on a great event. It's like as as much as you think it wouldn't be, it's like super pro. 
he takes care of the drivers. He had barbecue, you know, like nice tents for everyone. Like he's he's a really good dude, and he's killing it, and he's got amazing group That's of great. fans. Yeah, and the renovation they did on that track was significant. I mean, it was like everything from bathrooms, bleachers, yeah. tarmac. Like they they totally revitalized that track, and now it's you know they have a bunch of events out there, and they all seem really fun. Yep, and they just do good stuff. He is a definition of a fun haver. That's yeah, for that, sure. that's rad. That's yeah. a good time. I like that. I would like to go. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, the right. Patreon is open, so we've got uh, a bunch of questions for JR. Uh, of course, if you want to ask questions of our guests, get our show early, get our show ad-free. Okay. That is how you do it. Uh, Patreon.com slash The Smoking Tire Podcast. Uh, I have not reviewed these, so if we covered something already, we will uh, skip it. Dustin says, with your RTR's experience doing the Mach-E 1400, have there been any RTR experience with a competition spec electric drift car? Nitro Rallycross seems to make short format runs work. Um, and uh, someone ran that Camaro a couple of years ago, right? The electric yeah. Camaro. Yeah, they had the wrong recipe for that. Mm-hmm. They thought, yeah, they just, they were, my perspective is they shortcutted it just to be the first to do it, and they missed it. It just they didn't have the juice to do what was needed. I mean, we're running thirteen hundred horsepower cars out there, so yeah. Do you, you think? Have the do juice. you think the Mach E could be set up for a competition level drift car? It's too heavy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We've even explored with lighter batteries and stuff. But that being said, so to answer his question, uh, we've not done any experiments beyond on paper. Okay. Um, I am interested because it would be it will be superior at some point for the sport because right now it's all about horsepower and grip. Mm-hmm. You're limited by the amount of grip that you can put down by your tire and horsepower. And we're right now only limited by the horsepower because yeah. our tire can handle more. Sure. So um, so we've not done any experiments, but that Mach-E 1400 is all learnings for us. So um, in the future, we'll see what, what, may, what may come, but I think that um, it is – it is an interesting thing, and you know the one thing about drift is the sound, right? Like it's, and I don't know if you know, but the fourteen hundred we have a sound system that we worked with T Pain, who's a good friend of mine, to develop. He's, he awesome, seems by the cool. Way. Awesome, he's amazing. Yeah. I would yeah. like an intro to T Pain. Okay. He seems cool. He'd love to do the show with he's, you. He's he seems amazing. like a fun guy. Amazing dude. Okay. He's one of us. Absolutely. Right. And uh, so, so it plays sound. Yeah. So we basically it's, we found us this. It's actually a weapon, a speaker. It's a weapon. It projects a mile and a half Whoa. to use as a weapon for sure. crowd disbursement. Yeah. So we have one in the front, one in the rear, and and I gave T Pain like a bunch of inspiration. Like I gave him like Zach Speed turbo cars, okay, and a bunch of inspiration of kind of what I want. And we worked with Harmon, um, who does the sound for the Mach E, and basically project this sound when you're driving the car so when it's static it's got like this really interesting like kind of heartbeat but like very futuristic vibe Mm. and then when you're driving the car it has a bat out of hell sound really and if you're sitting there and the car flies by you on a straight um it sounds like a freaking jet going by it's so good yeah it's really really cool and so so in general are you pro speaker sound for electric cars i'm pro experience uh-huh like i don't want to pretend that it's a v8 but like i also would like for if you wanted to pretend you had a v8 for the day you could do that mm-hmm. like i'd love the idea to be able to hit a button in your top fuel dragster for the moment like so i am not like for trying to replace what a v8 is but i am for 
having fun with sound and offering owners different experiences. Okay. Mm, I agree with that. There was a guy with a Tesla that put a speaker on his car that sound made it sound like a Hellcat when he drove around. Yeah. That ain't And it. I I rolled my eyes pretty hard at it. It was not great. Yeah. And, you know, Dodge is doing their thing right now with this electric muscle car they're building, and they're talking about the sound and play. And I'm just like, I'm not quite there yet, but I'm open to – Whatever Fun. yours sounds like, I, I, we should, we should. I'll get your, I'll get you a clip. Get me a clip. Yeah. Yep. And I'm interested to see how T Pain crafted a soundtrack. Yeah, it was for cool, it. and he was, he's a magician. He did. It. Well, they got he's Hans amazing. Zimmer to do the Lucid. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. And it makes weird, like ambient, like Jetsons noises. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's amazing. We just, we did a video called Spooky Shreds, and mm. I was like. I had Payne at an event with us driving because he's an RTR owner. Oh, yeah. And um, he came to Holly Ford Fest with us. And I brought him in. I was like, hey, I showed him this video. I'm like, we do a soundtrack for us. And he made this soundtrack for us for Spooky Shreds. That's it's cool. It's so good. And he's, yeah, he's super talented. He seems fun. Yeah. I like he seems and very so, okay, solid. Okay, so he asked uh, this first that. Unicorn versus Maki. So, Unicorn. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Still yeah. just faster. Yeah, if, if, if. We put a half battery in the Mach E fourteen hundred. Uh-huh. It would probably be right there. But we Ooh. ran the the target for the Mach E was nine second, nine second quarter, and it's right there at a high nine. Jeez. The Hunicorn should 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 yeah. eat that pretty That's good. That's a nine second car for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. One thing I was surprised about though, when we were at, um, when we were at the proving grounds doing that video I mentioned earlier, Chelsea was in his FD car and Ken was in the Hunicorn, and they did a roll. And the FD car was right there. Wow. Once you're rolling, I imagine. The FD car yeah. was right there. Chelsea was was really surprised, but it's all dependent on gear, yeah. too, like what mm-hmm. gear is in the car. So the, you know, the Hunicorn is another level. That's one of the wildest cars we've ever built. And, like, you know, it was an honor to have, you know, Ken uh, ask us to build that. And, and he's, like, done it so much justice. Yeah. Like what that car was built for, like he did it Truly all. Truly did everything. Every yeah. time he did something that car, I was just so proud. And and it's just... Uh, I think that is one of the greatest automobiles ever made. Yeah, that, like, that is one of the best yes. custom cars of all time, Thank that you. thing. Uh, Philip LaFranca, interesting question. Vaughn, did you have a teacher or subject that was your favorite in school? Interesting. I never even thought about Not this. expecting that question, but okay. Um, Not really. <laughs> Driver, no, driver's it ed. Was, it was computers. I mean, like I just was that that group in guitar class was cool, and you know I always like sports. But yeah, right. no, not, not really. So <laughs> I, don't have anything, I don't have anything really interesting for you on that. Uh, Evan says if you can disclose what are the chassis structural differences between last gen Mustang and new gen Mustang. What I can say is that there absolutely is improvements, and if you drove both cars back to back you would absolutely prefer the chassis of the S650. Okay. Um, they did. There is a lot of improvements, and, um, you know, it's got more power. It's got electronic drift brake, you know, and it looks sick. So um, let's – Vlad, we'll save your, your question about hybrids for we'll, – we'll go with mm-hmm. uh, JR-specific questions today. Thomas Wilkes uh, says, who are your favorite YouTubers and influencers to work with besides Cletus? Uh, well, obviously, I love Adam. You know, he's on our team. Yeah, he's on your team now. Yep. I like Adam a lot. Yep. Adam and Colette are great people. Yep, yep. Colette's awesome. And Cletus, you know, beyond that, I haven't really worked with too many, you know, YouTubers. Technically, Larry Chen. 
I guess Larry. I wouldn't consider him a YouTuber. I don't either, either, but he does yeah, make he does YouTube do a videos. Lot now, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, Larry. I mean, I guess Chelsea's a YouTuber. I guess. I guess I'm a YouTuber a now. We're too. all fucking YouTubers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mindless dribble. We covered that. Fastest speeds initiated for drifts. No, well, oh. what's my fastest? Oh, what's your my fastest? My fastest was probably. 145, 150. <laughs> Where's that? Atlanta. Entry? Oh, wow. Yeah, we Jesus had we Christ. had we had full course at Grid Life. Oh yeah, I, I was there for that. And we came down the back straight, and you know, like back straight, you come over a crest and it starts the downhill. Yeah. We were coming so fast down the back straight and just flicking it at the crest all the way down the hill. That's it's freaking crazy. Nuts. That is. Bananas. And then an Nurburgring, I probably hit 150 a couple times too when I did the full drift oh, of Nurburgring. Yeah. Oh, they let you do been... that, or did you just do it? No, we rented the no, whole thing. They filmed it, yeah. Yeah, we shut it down. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was King of the Ring. Was Check that, like, as an experience, I know we're getting a little off base from questions, but... It's fine. Were you just like, am I drifting the whole Nürburgring? Is this a real I thing in my life? I went there in 2011, and I was like, I have to do this. Okay. It took me until 2018 to figure out how to do it. First time there, got rained out. I borrowed a Raptor, the only Raptor I remember that. from a German dealer because it was raining. We had the ring. That I, I wasn't going to drift the ring in my Mustang in the rain. Boring. Yeah. So I drifted in the Raptor, and then we came back the next year, and I got beautiful weather and did the whole thing. But, yeah, dude, Larry's big, one of his moments, like, I was driving backwards on the Nürburgring. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't think of that as, like, a thing, but Larry, like, thought it was, like, the oh, most Oh, it was a production because you got to go back and forth. Yeah, for exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, it was absurd. And, yeah, you um, really never get to, to do that. You right. can't do it in real life. You can't really do it in video. I mean, I guess you could do it in video games, but it's not a thing that people get to do. Yeah. That is a production novelty. Yeah. 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 Uh, cool. Ivan Capote says, what, are, what type of parameters and variables are taken into account in formula drift that are not present outside professional drifting? Hmm. <laughs> 140 mile an hour wheel speed with, at a 100 mile an hour. taken into account in formula drift. I don't really know. Like, does he want like the technical I mean, of the cars or like the I judging? Guess. Sometimes the 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 questions lack some context. Yeah, I think I think like the biggest thing to think about with Formula Drift is like, you know, there's fun drifting and then there's competitive drifting. I think that's and, a good that's a good way to, to and, position and, it. Right, yeah. and so fun drifting, like you just kind of want a good balanced car to go have fun and toss it around and have a good time. Professional drifting, like you're optimizing everything. Like you don't want too much steering angle. You know, you want to be at the spot where you still have the speed. Um, you know, you have the the absolute maximum balance that you can handle of grip in the rear of the car. Mm. So we're constantly chasing grip and, you know, and, you know, tire pressure is, you know, single digits. You know, we're, we're not running sway bars in the rear because we just are trying to get all the grip. You'd be shocked at how soft the springs are and the amount of anti-squat and stuff that we're running in the car. Well, you can so, pick up, you know, you see the rear end squat and the front tires come off the ground sometimes. Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so, yeah, you just, you know, it's you're just maximizing everything, right? I think you compare it to like any sport, right? You know, your local drag racer that shows up and, you know, changes only his tire pressure to the pros that are you know, doing half clicks and shocks and half pounds of tire pressure. You're just right. maximizing. Uh, Brandon says, uh, dream platform for RTR to dive into for drifting besides Mustang. What? I don't, His contract I don't, prohibits him saying anything. No, I, not, I, <laughs> really, it doesn't. But I, I, look, one thing I, I think people know me is I'm me. And if I didn't like the Mustang, I wouldn't be driving it. Yeah. And it, it lends itself so well to what we do. And I love it. And I love driving it and its style. And so for me, no. Like, I think I could see myself, like, building, like, a wild, fun car. Like, what about, like, one of the novelty 
FD cars like that, the twin supercharged Ferrari or something like that. Right, you know, that doesn't even look fun to me to drive, honestly. <laughs> no remember no, when that no guy, disrespect. For remember when that guy had the fucking 993? Yeah, like, Tyler had yeah. the 993. That, that, that was insane. Yeah. But like <laughs> he overrode it and he just backs up for three years. It was you fucking know? crazy. I, I even remember back in the day, like, this dude's drifting a 993 right now? Like, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I did pick up a Pantera recently. Did you? Yeah. Is it a good? Is it a good one? Yeah. Or does it need yeah. Some, need I actually some bought things? it from Richard Rawlings. <laughs> I've, I've wanted one. So <laughs> that's not, here's, is that a defense? Here's a, here's that. Well, here's the here's the good. How many cords like the truth, Here's the story. It's not the Ring Brothers one, is it? No, okay. no, no. It's it's a it's a project car. Okay. Um, I want a project car because I want to do it. I want to do it all. Yeah. I've always wanted a Countach. Yeah. Okay. I we might. This might create an argument discussion with you, but I drove one, and yeah. this was like my childhood dream. Yeah, and I was extremely I sad. I know where this. And is I going. just, I, I don't know that. Like, I was extremely sad. So I was like, you know what? Like the Pantera gives that vibe. It's that era, and I could justify getting a Pantera and like doing what I want to it. Sure. Whereas if I got a Countach and do what I want with it, I would probably True. get, you know. Yeah, well, you, the Pantera community mistakes. is very mod friendly. Most they of them are, have nitrous are, and superchargers yeah, and shit. Yeah. And it's Ford powered, and I, so I can stay along the lines of it. I mm-hmm. would guess, and this ha- I, I get this a lot from people. Most people who drive Countach's, the the car they drive might not be in the most perfect state, and also they take a long time to warm up. And so, if someone has one in their collection, and it's been sitting for a couple weeks or more. And they go, you want to have a go, and you have a go. And I drove this at Gap Bill. Oh. On the track. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And was it's it... one of the owners of Gap Bill who really? shreds it. So, yeah, it was really? not just like a garage. Oh, thing. and you still didn't like it? Yeah. Okay, it, well, it's fine. I, it, for me, like, I felt like it, well, you know, there's no brakes. Oh, yeah, the, bra- no, brakes, the brakes are and, not good. And, and I understand <laughs> it's not a track sports car, but like, no. I just, I expected to accelerate better. Like, it was definitely a great novelty of being in it, and it was a moment, but I was like. Do you remember what year it was? It was, uh, um, I don't remember what year it was, but it was like one of the, you know, had the full kit, the bronze wheels. Um, it was not like the 85. It wasn't like the early, mm-hmm. early one. It was one of the, what, 88? Was it an 85? anniversary car maybe? Might have been. With yeah. all the crazy scoops and shit yep. on it. Yeah. Yep. I don't, you know, they, they, they made good power, but it was a long leg five right. speed car. So we were just talking about gearing. Yeah. And that's you know, probably, if you could yeah. put a close ratio gearbox yeah. in it to where, oh man, maybe it tops out at 140 instead of 180, but it right. accelerates quicker. You're, yeah. you're pretty spoiled with fast stuff. So right. if you, if you drove a good one and you didn't like it because it was an old car. Yeah. It was I get more it. Chassis for me. Yeah, I just didn't. It, it just you know, and I get it though. I, maybe I did have too great of expectation because you got to remember, you know, I'm the five year old kid. I used to wear airbrush shirts. Mm-hmm. I had a Countach. <laughs> I had a Countach bed. I yeah. had Countach curtains. Like I yeah. loved it. So I, I mean, was like, I just cruise around. It was like in my mind. hero I'm that not... maybe I shouldn't have met. I think. Yeah. You know? Well, that's okay. I'm not. I didn't. I didn't have that great of expect. You know, for me, it's an old car. I cruise mine around. Yeah. I have Congrats fun on with having it. one. By the way, it's cool. You look great like, in it. <laughs> I do. Uh, you know, every, anyone looks great. It makes any ugly motherfucker look amazing. But, like, you're totally right, objectively. It's an old car. It has no brakes, and the chassis is only okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so if you wanted to build something that really went stop and turned amazingly well, a Pantera is a good place to yeah, start. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. So I yeah. got one, I, and then I have, like, a sketch of what I want to do, an idea, but it's just, just like, a voodoo when motor the time happens. 
exploring a couple things. Yeah, a voodoo motor <laughs> would be imagine. very good in that cool. car. Yeah. They're a good time, those cars, actually. Yeah. They're fun. They yeah. look awesome. You can yeah, fuck one sick. up if you don't do it right, but you probably will get it right. I, I, I hope so. Uh, Constantine says, any chance on RTR parts passing Tuve, the German... Parts getting Tuve. Tuve. So we, actually, so we actually had a dealer in Luxembourg, and they would just take our parts and go get the vehicles individually approved, mm. and they flew through with no problem. Um, so if you do want our parts... You could buy them and take them to one of the two approvers, and they should go right through. We've explored that. There's not a huge demand in Europe right now, and so I think as as Mustangs continue there, it might make sense for us, but it's kind of a pain, and mm. it's not something we've had to focus on right now. Gunnar Ray says, what's in your personal garage these days? You just told me before the show that you down did some downsizing. Do you don't have time to drive anything? Yeah, so I, I get always get embarrassed when people ask me these things because, you know, like you, I started from nothing, and when I look at what has accumulated, I'm like, how did this happen? But yeah, the garage is RTRX, uh, RTRC, which is our all-carbon fiber Mustang, um, Bronco Raptor, Bronco RTR, F-150 Lightning, Mach-E GT, multiple Mustangs, Spec 5, RTR, um, my Fox Body, Focus RS. Um, I'm not really, you know, gone out and uh, S13. I'm restoring my my original S13 oh, cool. right now. Mm. Um, I was crazy trying to find the Bomex body kit for that car. By the way, a lot of that stuff they just don't make anymore. And it's I had to have hot. them make it again. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> couldn't find it. It's I that tried. hard to find. Did you, yeah. did you have them make the molds for you? They still had the molds. Yeah, he still had them. Masso um, made it happen. So, um, but yeah, so uh, you know, obviously a lot of Ford vehicles. Um, and now, yeah, that's really that. I mean, I, there's a lot. Like, I'm not, I'm not counting right now, but I think there's like 20 cars right now. It's crazy. A lot of racing drivers are not that interested in street cars anymore. Like, are, are you? Are you? I mean, you're developing street cars for other people, and it helps if you have one to play with. Sure. So you, but, but do you? Are you interested in driving sports cars on the street at all, or is it? No, just- I, I definitely am. Um, not like. Not as much, though, because I get so much track time. And, like, I also don't, you know, like, What's on the, the tra- What track do you go to by you? Well, I'm just traveling everywhere. It's oh, not that yeah. I just go to track, but I'm, you know, 20, well, 30 weekends a year. if you're testing stuff at your... Charlotte Motor Speedway, oh, yeah. NC Car, uh, or VIR. Mm-hmm. VIR is one of my favorite tracks in the country. Yeah. And I love That's the great. Patriot course for, for drift testing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's fun. A lot yeah. of good elevation change there. Yeah, which there. our video that just dropped revealing and announcing revealing our new formula drift cars and uh s650 um uh the new formula drift cars and the production car and announcing me coming back to formula d that is uh, so these are teasers we're actually in the future right now because this is why i'm in town because we're doing the party (laughs) gotcha tonight yeah so when, when this comes live this video will be live yes go watch it on uh where is it what channels it'll on? be on my youtube on yeah Bond's or YouTube? my instagram yeah okay. and we'll cool. we'll have that out and in bio yeah the i hope you guys i'm excited for you to see the new formula drift mustang because it's so sick this look awesome it's so nasty it's like the it is the most refined purpose-built competition car we've ever built cool 
technology, performance, power. No. Stop putting stereos no, I, in I, them? I, I, I didn't need that anymore. That was a brain thing for me. Now you have AirPods? No, like, I, I, I'm just good now with my brain. I learned how to control my brain a little bit better. Is that? But did that work at the time? Yeah. Playing music? Yeah, it was a distraction. You know, you we as humans get a lot of negative self-talk in big moments. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the mind can just start making you second guess what you're doing. And, and that cr- can create a lack of confidence and create, you know, lack of performance. And sure. so I've been for years studying the brain and how to get in the zone. And um, I'm, I don't want to say I'm a master at it, but I'm very good at it now, which is also another reason why I've been great at Ultra 4. It's because, you know, drifting, you can't make any mistakes. You have to be the best you've ever been in that moment. Yeah. And sometimes you just got done talking to a fan or a partner and you're in the car going into the finals. So you got to be able to switch it on. Mm. And uh, so I've got got really good at that. But the year you're talking about was 2010. I had, I was playing Kid Rock uh, all summer long. Yeah. Uh, every just on repeat. <laughs> that was my year, and I won the championship. Wow, yeah. it worked at the, ball, at the time. It worked. Yeah. Time. I was like, you have a fucking radio in it, dude. Yeah. He's like, yep. Yeah. Mm, all right. Whatever works. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, uh, congrats on the new car. It's gonna be exciting. Yeah, Can't wait to see be it. Sick. And uh, that'll be at race service tonight. But by the time the rest of y'all hear this, it'll be yesterday or yeah. two days ago. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait to try the drift break yeah, on the, on the awesome. 650. That's going to be a good time. Um, you want to talk about business? I don't know. Jason's got I, a I real. I don't know if I answer this. So. I don't Let's know. see. Let's look. Let's see here. What does the, the revenue split look like between RTR and Funhaver? Do body kits and mods bring in? I mean, this is a. I don't know. Yeah, that's it's pretty a... interesting. Um, let's see. I'll, I'll, I could speak around this a little bit. Let's see. Do body kits and mods bring in 30% of the closing lines revenue? No. RTR is by far. I mean, RTR has been out since 2010. We launched Funever in 2015, and it didn't even start to be real till 2019. You yeah. know, we didn't put any effort towards it. Um, but, yeah, no, I would say that RTR, uh, Funhaver is about a – 10th oh. of RTR right now. Yeah. Mm. But they're both rapidly, rapidly growing. What's a big day of merch sales look like online versus in person at an event? Uh, I mean, oh. Black Friday is really good, but online event sales are definitely better than a one day of, of a uh, sit, sit in sales. a booth. Yeah. 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 But it's rapidly growing. And that's kind of how I've been with my brands is like, I like. I'm more of a organic growth kind of guy than I am a just like dump a bunch of money in marketing. And obviously mm. I get great value. My brands get great value of marketing from all the things that we do. So, you know, could we have grown it faster? Probably. But I find that like the organic creates a very real audience and a real feel for a brand. Sure. So that's just kind of how my strategy's been with, with all that. Yeah, seems to be working. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not complaining. I'm having a good time. And yeah, you're learning every day. So sitting on 20 cars you can't drive and, uh, and all the tracks. <laughs> 60 employees now, which is crazy. How cool. 60. 60. Wow, it's that's, absurd. That's slightly intimidating. Good for you, dude. Yeah, a little bit. It is. But I've got great group. You yeah. know, a great group of people. And the one thing I've learned through this process is like, we've not had to go find people. Like the only people we've had to go find are like the accountant. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has been like, I want to come work. That's with good. you guys, yeah. Which is such an honor, like for someone to, to literally be sitting and like us, we're inspiring this thing in people where they just want to offer does, their time. Does that to be a think, part of it? In your experience, does does finding people like that result in good employees? 
it results. I feel like it could go in either way. So it results in a lot of passion. Yeah. And depending upon the position, sometimes all you need is the passion. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we hire the the positions that really need the you know to to plot the path of the future. But I'm also doing a lot of that too. So having the passion and some experience in that field is almost better than someone that thinks that they know it all and have been doing it forever because I have a very we have a very unique culture you know like we're a clan and it's more of you know everybody's voice can be heard there's no you do have a boss but it's more of just a just to manage and the boss's responsibility is to make sure things are on target and happening but it's not like it's not like someone can't come talk to me yeah you know it's not very hierarchical to that point and so um, it's to your point. It's been hit or miss, but we've had a lot of success. Yeah. And I, and again, like I hire more on personality and passion. I should say we hire more on personality and passion than we do necessarily exact skill set. Yeah, the skills can be. Well, learned. just the reason I ask is because here at the shop, you know, and and we're because we're expanding to a second shop, we're gonna have to double our staff size, and so I get a lot of people. Who are like I'm a fan of your videos. I'm a fan of the podcast. I'd love to come work for you. And so I was just wondering if you're in, in your experience, if that, if finding someone who is passionate about what you do as a fan first, if that translates into a good employee. Yeah, and not. I didn't mean to confuse that with fans. I've had we've had a couple fan hires, but it's more about people that are legit in what they do that see what we're doing oh, and want okay. to be a part of it right. yeah. versus just a fan that, you know, I've given some fans opportunities to interview and my guys are like, yeah, he's just a fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it's no disrespect. I love all my people, but, you know, he presented yeah, himself that he would be good at it and he was passionate and kept hounding me. So I was like, hey, I'll give you the shot. Yeah. And it's up to these guys. Yeah. You know, so, um, but, you know, pers- team members is always a learning Sure. Thing, and that's what I've, you know, another thing that people always tell you, people are the hardest people. People are the hardest part of growing. Yeah. And it certainly is mm-hmm. because you can't do anything without good people and good people are hard to find. And they always require a little more management than you think they're going to. True. <laughs> but <laughs> Thanks I'm, for, I'm lucky. I'm yeah. lucky. And uh, I've got a badass team. Seems like you're doing all right, bro. It's always good to see you. You too, man. See you at race service later tonight, I hope. Sick. And uh, uh, thanks for coming by, making the time for us. Sorry about your bag. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully right. hopefully the airline makes it appear at some point. They lost his motherfucking bag. Just go into a Ford dealership. Like, I need all the RTR Listen, clothing you have. Give me, give <laughs> Actually, I think we might have merch at the party tonight, so I'll you be probably, in good shape. Yeah, you good to go. <laughs> if not, there's a trailer in Long Beach. Where yeah, that's right, yeah. I'll figure it out. No, all right. I was built milk, that's for sure. Uh, thanks to the patrons for submitting their questions. Very nicely done and we'll see you on Thursday. Bye.